Welcome to Transportation Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast, and today we're going to be talking about ITS Canada. ITS Canada is going to be hosting the ITS World Congress in 2017. Chris Philp is the chairman and CEO of ITS Canada, and he's joining me today to uh, talk a little bit about the organization. Chris, welcome. Thank you very much, Bernie. Why don't we start off with a bit of an overview about ITS Canada and what ITS Canada is involved with, if you would, please. ITS Canada is a, a non-profit organization representing the ITS industry here in Canada. So uh, we have a number of members in, in different segments of our industry, including academics, consultants, people from the public sector, as well as suppliers and manufacturers of ITS equipment. ITS Canada really looks to be a conduit for communications in our industry. So uh, we offer a number of events and services that are related to getting together, communicating, and networking uh, for people in all of those segments of our industry. Uh, we look to promote best practices within Canada, uh, promote the ITS industry and the deployment of technologies in responsible ways. And... Uh, in so doing, um, increase the benefit and efficiency of ITS technologies to drivers and road users. In terms of a little bit of background and history of ITS Canada, how long has the organization been around? We've been around for about uh, 20 years. Uh, in fact, I have the, the distinctive honor of having attended the very first ever ITS Canada meeting, which was uh, occurred in the mid-1990s. Some of the uh, projects that you're involved with, tell us what uh, ITS Canada is currently involved with outside of the ITS World Congress, which we'll get into a little bit later. ITS Canada has a number of technical committees. In fact, we have five technical committees that uh, we support and foster. The five committees include different topics like connected autonomous vehicles, public transit systems, traveler information systems, road user charging and revenue systems, and traffic management systems. And so our technical committees are very busy planning different events, such as webinars or events, information exchange events. And they're a great place for people with the common interests to get together and exchange information, learn from one another, share different links and, and sources, and as I say, we're, we're very active with respect to webinars. We're actually in the process right now of uh, finalizing a schedule for next year, and we've got something coming up just about every month next year through these various technical committees. In, in addition to our technical committees, we have a few different task forces. ITS Canada is quite busy Internationally, we, we have uh, an international business development strategy, and we entertain trade missions here to Canada from uh, various delegations from all over the world, as well as we, we go to, to different other countries and, and we meet with people, representatives from their ITS communities, uh, and we represent Canadian industries and products to other countries, and as I say, we host delegations that come to Canada f to find out more uh, about what's happening here. Uh, in addition to that, we're, uh, we're, we're busy 
coordinating with uh, with different events. Uh, generally speaking, when we don't hold a, a World Congress, <laughs> which happens very rarely, like once a decade, but uh, in years where we're not hosting a World Congress, we have our own annual general meeting in Congress, and we move that around uh, the country. Uh, sometimes it's in cities in the west, and sometimes it's hosted in the east of, of Canada, and and it's very well attended. It's uh, an event uh, that happens annually that our members really enjoy and look forward to. And so we have a call for papers that we, we go through, and we organize uh, a different events, social events, like a gala dinner, opening ceremonies, keynote speakers, plenary sessions, and so on. So that keeps us busy as well. And, of course, we have this coming year in 2017, the World Congress coming up in Montreal. So there's lots of things going on with ITS Canada these days. What is ITS Canada's relationship with Transport Canada? One of our board members is with Transport Canada and uh, helps to sort of ensure the connection between ITS Canada and Transport Canada takes place on, on a regular basis. We are a national organization and as a result, Transport Canada has kind of a special interest in ITS Canada. A lot of times announcements are kind of filtered through ITS Canada to the membership. For example, there was a recent speech that was made by our federal minister of transport, and our members, uh, Transport Canada, provided special links and, and notification to ITS Canada so that we could get those key messages out from the minister to our membership. We've had uh, ongoing uh, relations with, with ITS Canada in the past where we have jointly developed training material and even the ITS architecture for Canada using sort of joint relationships with, with uh, Transport Canada. So we, uh, we have a very strong ongoing relationship with, uh, with Transport Canada. Canada, of course, is a huge country, but much of the population is concentrated in the southern third, I would guess, uh, of the, the country. Is that where most of the ITS activities are taking place, I would imagine? Yes, most of it is, you know, where the population is. I think that probably makes sense. Now, we do have uh, a number of ITS initiatives uh, that are happening further north in our northern territories. And in Atlantic Canada, New Brunswick has been very active in ITS and in particular in traveler information systems. So there are some exceptions to that, but yes, 80% uh, of Canadians live uh, within 100 miles, I think, of the U.S. border. And uh, so that tends to be where a lot of the ITS activities are centered. Tell me a little bit about some of those activities that are taking place in, in some of the northern areas because that is such a uh, challenging climate area for transportation, not to mention ITS, to take place. Yes, exactly, and I think you're kind of alluding to some of the, uh, the uh, types of projects that are, uh, that are happening out there. So in, in the northern communities, of course, weather is always an interest, and uh, road maintenance practices are, are of interest. And so road weather information systems tend to be very important. There are a lot of uh, traveler information initiatives going on in northern climates as well to 
warn travelers of, of road closures or winter weather conditions. Sometimes the weather uh, systems involve things like high wind where uh, there's the potential for commercial vehicles, trucks, to run into difficulties as a result of the wind. So the so weather and traveler information systems are of key interest in, in some of the northern communities. Does ITS play a role with cross-border traffic at all? Yes, it does. There's uh, a number of uh, joint initiatives, uh, particularly around the border crossings uh, between ITS Canada members and uh, members and agencies from the United States. So, you know, improving the effectiveness of, of goods and travel across the border benefits both countries. It's, it's acknowledged as such. It's an initiatives that are uh, supported by both governments. And, uh, and as a result, there, you know, as I say, there are a, a lot of initiatives associated with, with the movement uh, across the borders, but also along uh, key corridors. So I-95 uh, passes through Detroit and into Windsor in Canada and becomes our Highway 401. And uh, the 401 uh, extends all the way across Ontario, becomes Highway 20 in Quebec, and it's one of our major trade corridors. And so the whole Highway 95 and 401 corridor uh, there are often joint initiatives uh, involving that with respect to commercial goods uh, and and uh, the movement of goods and people along the corridors. You were talking a little bit about how ITS Canada has a committee, and part of one of those committees is focused on transit. What are some of the transit initiatives that ITS Canada is involved with? So uh, we support uh, the transit initiatives really through our technical committee. Uh, again, we're a nonprofit organization, and we, we look to bring our members together to share information. But I will say that transit infrastructure, the investment in transit infrastructure right now in Canada is huge, and uh, there are a lot of bus rapid transit and light rail transit-type systems being implemented throughout the greater Toronto area and out in Vancouver as well, especially. So transit is seen as a much more sustainable mode of transportation, uh, and so it's of, of interest, obviously, to a lot of people here in Canada. Uh, again, we would support our technical committee that deals with a lot of these transit issues, uh, funding as well as technology issues, through webinars and, and various workshop events so that information can get exchanged and uh, the transit agencies get a, get a good understanding of what's going on, what's being deployed, what experiences different agencies have with, with different systems, you know, lessons learned as, as well as uh, get some guidance to move forward with uh, transit-related issues. When it comes to electronic tolling, tell me a little bit about what's happening in Canada on that front, if you would. The uh, Greater Toronto Area has uh, one of the largest toll road systems, I think, certainly in Canada, uh, called the 407 ETR. And it is um, uh, a tolled highway network that kind of parallels Highway 401 and takes a lot of traffic every single day. So it opened for business in the 19, late 1990s. And... Um, it was really kind of the first 
uh, of its kind in that it offered uh, drivers with a, an alternative, but one that they had to pay for. Since then, uh, there hasn't been a lot of uh, tolled roads or managed lanes that have been introduced in Canada, but things are changing. And our provincial government here in Ontario is looking at uh, high occupancy toll lanes throughout the greater Toronto area. And uh, it certainly is a strategy in the longer term planning for many agencies to look at tolling as a way of managing congestion. Most recently, the uh, mayor of the city of Toronto has come forward just a week or so ago with a report that uh, endorses tolling as a source of revenue for uh, road maintenance, and, and that's on some of the major highways that come in to the Toronto area. Now, obviously, ITS Canada is a national organization. Are there provincial chapters that are involved with ITS as well in Canada? Actually, Bernie, no. ITS Canada is a, sort of a single organization uh, with representation and members across the country. So we're all part and parcel of the same organization. What we do have is regional workshops. So we do try to reach out to the different regions in Canada. Last year, for example, we had a regional workshop in uh, the Toronto area, and we also had one out west uh, in Vancouver. This year, we're looking at expanding that and perhaps having uh, additional regional workshops in the prairies and perhaps in Quebec. So it's a good way to, to reach out more locally to our members and to potential members and organizations to get involved with ITS Canada. The other thing uh, that happened last year was we had a trade mission come in to talk about mobility as a service. And uh, we set up some great workshops for that delegation in Toronto, Montreal, and in Vancouver. And, and they were very well attended, and I think a lot of people learned a lot about what's happening globally with mobility as a service. So, so we do offer things regionally within and throughout Canada, but we don't have uh, local chapters. You mentioned at the beginning of the interview a little bit about how ITS Canada represents Canada in terms of its ITS interests uh, somewhat on an international level. What about your relationship with other ITS organizations such as ITS America, Ertico, and of course the uh, ITS organizations across the Pacific? ITS Canada has a number of reciprocal agreements with various ITS organizations throughout the world. So uh, we've established and signed memorandums of understanding to share information with each other, to attend each other's events, and, and, uh, and so on. So we do have um, uh, a number of uh, reciprocal agreements through memorandums of understanding with a number of ITS communities globally. Chris, one of the things that was announced earlier this week was talking about automated vehicles in Ontario. Tell me a bit more about what was announced and what's going to be happening. Back in January of 2016, Ontario became the first province in Canada to create a pilot regulatory framework that allows for the testing of autonomous vehicles on public roadways. And as you said, earlier this week there was an announcement centered around the region of Waterloo here in Ontario uh, that will be testing 
autonomous vehicles at various levels of automation. And it's actually a joint venture between three different agencies. The Watcar project, which is centered through the University of Waterloo's Center for Automotive Research. The Irwin Heimer Group, which is an auto manufacturer active company in Kitchener-Waterloo, and BlackBerry QNX. And uh, they're all going to be participating in this pilot project related to, as I say, the testing of various levels of automation for autonomous vehicles on Ontario roads. So it's uh, kind of an exciting brand-new initiative. Wanted to talk a little bit now about the ITS World Congress that's going to be coming up starting at the end of October. It's going to be in Montreal. Beyond that, what else can you tell me about uh, the ITS World Congress that you're going to be hosting? It takes place, uh, of course, in the fall from October the 29th to November the 2nd. And uh, it happens to be occurring while Canada is celebrating an important anniversary, our 150th anniversary. And while the city of Montreal is also celebrating their anniversary as a city, some 375 years. And so it's going to be a wonderful celebration of a number of things coming together. Uh, it will be held, of course, in Montreal at Le Palais de Congrès, which is uh, right in the heart of Montreal. It's just a beautiful, huge facility uh, with uh, uh, lots of hotels and, and a great area, vibrant area uh, for, for nightlife and social activities that are, that are going to be held uh, all around the World Congress. The World Congress itself is, uh, is taking shape beautifully. It's um, going to be centered around a smart cities pavilion, uh, which will include representation from around the world. There are a number of cities that are going to be represented in the pavilion, including Montreal, of course. Copenhagen, Singapore, and Columbus, Ohio. And uh, they're going to be demonstrating their technologies and systems related to smart cities. There's a call for papers which has just recently been released through the website, and uh, so we're looking forward to uh, a whole lot of great presentations, technical sessions, and discussions re regarding the latest in ITS. And, of course, uh, connected autonomous vehicles uh, probably leads the list in the interest of a lot of people and members and how quickly it is coming along technology-wise. So it will be a great event, uh, a lot happening around the World Congress, as well as a, a, a fantastic event being planned for the Congress itself. Chris, in addition to being the chairman and CEO of ITS Canada, your regular nine-to-five job, so to speak, is being uh, the director of transportation for SEMA Plus. Tell me a little bit about uh, your company and your responsibilities with that, if you would, please. So SEMA Plus is an engineering consulting company. We are a Canadian-based company with uh, representation across Canada and in a few spots uh, globally, such as in South Africa and in Iran. My job is as uh, the lead in ITS to undertake uh, consulting assignments for a number of different public sector clients. I very often work for the Ministry of Transportation here in Ontario doing assignments for them, establishing policies related to ITS, 
putting together plans and strategies for, for various clients. We've been speaking with Chris Philp. He is the chairman and CEO of ITS Canada. We've been talking a bit about ITS Canada and just getting a little bit of a preview of the ITS World Congress that's going to be hosted in Montreal coming the end of October. Uh, we can get more information about that. You'll see a link on the podcast webpage to the ITS World Congress site. Uh, you can also find it at itsworldcongress2017.org. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Bernie. Thank you for having me.